a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, it's no secret that the American public has had a decreasingly favorable view of President Biden and his agenda. There seems to be a disconnect between the administration and the American people, uh, even a disconnect between the president and members of his own political party. But is it a policy issue or is it a communication issue? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. So all the big headlines out of Washington, D.C. today are about meetings that are happening and are not happening in our nation's capital as it relates to President Biden's agenda. His agenda, of course, is tied up in two significant pieces of legislation, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure, bipartisan infrastructure deal, and a larger package that is still yet to be completed and will undoubtedly become smaller uh, that will be done only with Democratic votes through a process called reconciliation. And this has many of the social safety net uh, issues wrapped up in it. We're going to talk about just the branding of that and that communication. Uh, So all of this is going on in our nation's capital right now. Currently, President Biden is in the White House uh, with a group of progressive Democrats, uh, mostly from the House. Uh, He's also been joined by the vice president and also uh, Secretary Yellen, uh, who has been in these talks as well from a financial monetary strategy standpoint. Uh, once this meeting completes uh, is completed, the president will then meet with a group of moderate Democrats from both the House and the Senate. Noticeably absent from the second meeting is Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin, two moderates in the Senate uh, that uh, really hold the keys in terms of getting uh, the reconciliation bill passed. And so it's interesting that they are not in the room But the interesting thing to me is how the administration is going about all of this. And some of this just comes down to uh, public opinion and a disconnect uh, that has to be worrisome for the administration. And let me give you some numbers. We've noted that the president's approval ratings have uh, dropped significantly since June. He's down about 15 points. Uh, And I'm not uh, I don't know. I'm not forecasting anything out of that. Uh, Poll numbers are going to go up and down. Trends are interesting. Uh, little snapshots are interesting. Uh, but I, I like to get beyond that headline in terms of the big number and get down into the more specific numbers and what that actually might mean for the president and what it might mean for the country. So in the uh, some latest polling that has come out, President Biden's approval rating 
they're underwater in five key issues. There's five key issues that face the nation, five key issues that the president is going to be wrestling with over the next several weeks. Now that the House and the Senate are both back in session and uh, clocks are ticking on a number of fronts, but there's five key areas where the president uh, doesn't have the confidence of the American people, where he is underwater, where his approval uh, is far below his disapproval rating. So those five key areas, immigration, uh, he's down 18 points on. Taxes and government spending, he's underwater by 13 points, meaning he's got a 13-point gap between those that approve of his handling of taxes and government spending uh, versus those who do not think he's doing a good job in those areas. On the economy, uh, he is underwater by five points. National security, underwater by four points. Healthcare, uh, just barely underwater there, uh, just uh, 1% down there. So all of that uh, is really interesting to me in terms of what the administration has to be looking at in terms of how do we persuade members of Congress and how do we get the American people on side? That's really the test. And currently, the administration seems to be uh, in kind of an interesting quandary, not quite sure who to talk to or how to talk about it. So again, on these five critical issues facing the nation, immigration, taxes and government spending, the economy, national security and health care, the Biden administration is, is underwater in terms of their approval versus disapproval rating of how they're handling those core issues. And clearly, in the weeks ahead, uh, the the issue of taxes and government spending, the economy, uh, those are going to be real front and center topics as we work our way through. Uh, remember, we don't just have infrastructure and a reconciliation bill. We also have looming on the horizon, just in case you forgot, 45 days, <laughs> 45 days. Remember, everyone told us that we were going to have this catastrophe, calamity, cliff, whatever, the crisis was coming because of the debt ceiling and we have to fund the government. And the moment that we punted that down the road, everyone has pivoted and moved on to something else. But I'm telling you, in 45 days, it will be a crisis all over again. The full faith and credit of the United States is at risk. The economy for a generation is under siege. Uh, it'll all keep playing out. And so here's the interesting thing that we have to get to. And that is, regardless of how you feel about the policy, so I'm going to kind of step back from the policy component. So take a step with me now. We're going to take a step back away from the policy, whether you agree or disagree with the president on policy uh, in terms of these massive spending bills. Step back from that. And we have to start looking at, well, how are they communicating it? And are they communicating it in a way that makes sense to lawmakers and to the American people, because these latest poll numbers clearly demonstrate the outcome of whatever messaging campaign they're doing. It is not working for the administration. Again, even if you 110 percent agree with every policy the president's putting out there. He's not getting the messaging right. And here's the rule in Washington. If you don't get the communication strategy right, you don't get to do the policy because it'll never get voted into law. You'll never get to implement it. You'll never get to see if your grand idea for a particular program or a particular spending package will work or it won't work. 
You have to have a communication strategy that is every bit as sophisticated, every bit as robust as your policy strategy. And I think this is where the administration has really struggled. They're not getting that right. They're floundering a little bit. They're, they've tried a whole series of different kinds of messaging, posturing, uh, and what it is and how they've tried to shame some people into voting. And then it was threats. And then now we've got cross purposes. We've got Bernie Sanders, uh, Senator, writing op-eds in West Virginia newspapers to try to uh, push a nudge uh, on uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, uh, which is a clear violation of all the protocols and all the uh, I think many Democrats were a little frustrated with uh, Senator Sanders on that one as well. And so that really becomes the test for the president is can you lead? Can you communicate? And can you get the American people on side? Because here's the rule. If you get the American people on side, the politicians will follow. We always get it backwards. We think it's the politicians who do everything and then the people follow. No, community, culture, people lead, and the politicians will ultimately follow them. And we're going to stay with this conversation just a little bit because I think there's a huge area where the president is missing the mark and where the Democratic Party is missing the mark in terms of how they're framing these proposals. As I said before, I think the American people will stand up and rally if they're asked to do so in a way that makes sense to them. We're going to dig into that coming up next. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 